This is Savannah and Allison with Gracefield Chatter, where we talk about honoring God with our life, love, work, and relationships. Join us every other week for a little bit of wisdom and a lot of laughter. Hello. Hi, guys. How are you, Savannah? I'm a, doing pretty good. It's kind of wet outside, but I'm doing pretty good. The How thunderstorm was pretty wet. Yes. It's pretty wet today. Pretty, pretty wet. Rain is wet. <laughs> it is. Shocker that. <laughs> What was the brightest part of your week? Well, my best friend from optometry school got married this weekend. So Jordan and I spent the weekend in Kentucky and got to celebrate her. Oh, that's fun. I beautiful. love a good wedding. It was so beautiful. I cried and I hate to cry. Oh. <laughs> but it's okay. It was that's a beautiful a cry. What's <laughs> yours? That's a good one. Oh, man. I've come in on a Harry Potter marathon lately, <laughs> so... <laughs> A friend I watched two on Saturday, and it was really fun. Oh. I do love a good rainy day inside watching Harry Potter. Expelliarmus! <laughs> That's good. all I remember. Good. Thank you. Also, I was a little sick last week, so I was getting better over the weekend. So anyway, yeah, the weekend was probably the best part. Oh, um, last yep. week was kind of rough. <laughs> that sounds a little rough. Yeah. Glad you're not sick anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Me too. The Saturday was getting better and a movie day, so it was all fun. That is um, good. Yeah. Also, today the weather was beautiful. That was oh, a very bright part. It was so beautiful. I didn't expect it to be that hot, and it felt good. It was like 70-something in Boone. Mm-hmm. I just sat in my car at lunchtime like, oh, this is so nice. <laughs> I ate lunch outside, too, and just basked in it. And I was like, I should have had sunscreen. <laughs> well, I don't. you don't look burnt. Good. good. I didn't stay out there very long. Oh, that's probably why. Yeah, yeah. Before the thunderstorm came in. It was oh, nice yes. and hot. <laughs> That's true. Red makes it colder. <laughs> it does. It's wet and it makes it colder. <laughs> okay. Basic science lesson. You're welcome. So today we're going to talk about friendships. So we're going to start off with what's a good meat story between you and a friend? Well, I don't really have a fun meat story. Well, funny maybe. Okay. Um, so the friend that got married this weekend, mm-hmm. she was my best friend in optometry school. But how we met is they do a orientation a couple months before you actually start school. And we happen to sit down beside each other. And um, I guess halfway through the day after talking to her, she sounds like me. She has a weird country voice and she's talked slow and she sounds like she's from the middle of nowhere. So I got to talking to her and she is middle of nowhere, Kentucky. (laughs) And so I guess a couple weeks later I said, I like you. You like me. Let's room together. (laughs) So we end up being the only people in our class that roomed together all four years and are still best friends oh that's really cool pretty cool shout out to erica what about you i feel like i have several good stories but one of my just kind of most random stories we'll go with that one that's what i'm going to choose so i went to romania and i lived there for about two months with an internship with wickliffe bible translators and while i was there i was rooming with another intern from the states that i had never met until we got there I met the whole staff, you know, pretty much my first day. Like, four of them met me when I landed at 11 p.m. in the city <laughs> to help me get to my apartment. And then the next day, another one who couldn't come that night met me, and she went and took me to get my, my tram card and to be able to use the public transportation and all this stuff, right? And then she gave me the schedule for the first week. She's like, so your Romanian language teacher will be at your apartment at 10.30 tomorrow morning for your first language lesson. I'm like, okay. <laughs> 
And so that was all I heard. And there was so much information overload, you know, and you're in a new city and you're trying to take it all in. And like, so she took me back to my apartment, dropped me off and I had to like sit and soak and all the things. I didn't really think much about my language lesson. <laughs> so the next day, this girl walks in. It's like the cutest thing you've ever seen. Super stylish, blonde hair, pink lipstick. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're so cute. And she sits down and we start talking. We're about the same age. Um, and we just had our language lesson with me and the other intern that was my roommate. And didn't think much of it. Well, after like two or three language lessons, me and this girl became like best friends. We started having coffee Aww. like in the week, not at our language lessons. Um, and it's now been, I guess, four years since I lived there. Mm-hmm. And we're still friends. We talk all the time. Um, we've been talking a lot lately, too, with everything going on in Ukraine because they border Romania. So I've been checking on her. Yeah. Um, she studied abroad in Spain one summer, and I went and spent a week with her in Barcelona. Like, what? We're so tight. And we're both middle kids. We both were raised by, like, very similar parents in the mountains, almost the exact same that climate. That is so weird. I know. We're the same age. We have so many hobbies and stuff that are in what? common. Crazy. And she grew up on the other side of the world. That like, is so insane. The That's weirdest thing ever. crazy. But we both talk now, too, and we'll get off the phone. We'll be like, after two hours of talking, which you know I don't do, we'll be on the <laughs> phone for that long. And then we'll get down, and we're like, oh, you're still just like, like, I've just never met anyone like you. Aww. And she's like, same. I feel the same way about you. And, of course, she's fluent in English. She speaks, like, five languages, which is not the same as me. And she's getting her doctorate, which is not the same as me. But other than that. <laughs> other than that, we're the same. <laughs> like, the same. <laughs> so that's probably my most random, like, person I met who I just absolutely hit it off with. That's awesome, yeah. though. I'm going to meet her. Crazy. Yeah, you should. Okay. Whenever I get married, she told me she wants to fly to the States and come to the wedding. Sweet! <laughs> I'll ma- meet you that day, whenever that I thought about come. it. I was like, that's my wedding gift present request to my parents is to fly Lydia here. <laughs> so. Lydia, be my friend. <laughs> so, yeah, you can meet her at my wedding if I ever oh, get married. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Awesome. That'll be good. <laughs> yeah. That'll be nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what are some of your best tips for meeting new friends? Well, I would not consider myself shy. Um, <laughs> this is true. Or quiet. <laughs> so, usually... I just kind of talk to random people, I guess. I see people, and I'm like, okay, they seem nice. So, like, at um, at school, obviously, I didn't know anybody mm-hmm. except my now my new roommate that I met at orientation. <laughs> I knew her when we started school. Um, I guess you just start talking to people, and then you figure out what you're interested in, and then you kind of just click or don't. Or don't click. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just finding common things that you might like to do and then meeting people at church or things like that yeah i guess no, those are good they're good yeah. tips i think our tips will be different yes so we're gonna have like not loud as i'm listening to you i'm like talkative. okay see these are what i love when people do them to me oh like good that's why we're friends, friends. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yes real quick so savannah and i became friends <laughs> we were going to the same church and sat across the sanctuary. I just saw her with some other people that I knew every Sunday. And then we went to a church picnic. And she told me to come sit in this tent that was someone else's. It was not hers. But it was <laughs> so blazing hot. Everyone was under the tents because it was too hot to sit outside. And she told me to come sit with them. There was an extra camper chair. And I did know them kind of as friends of friends. So I went and sat in the tent. And then we bonded over having just gone through breakups. Yes. I, mine was like three weeks and yours was three months yes I remember they were both threes and we bonded yes. over that and then the next church event we had I also came and sat next to you and that was literally how it started was that Allison is. needed a place to sit and there was no one there and I said hey and girl you're like hey come here <laughs> come here come with there's me there's room under our tent it's hot out there <laughs> but there's bees watch out <laughs> I do remember attacking the bees oh and there was some adorable baby that someone just put in my yes. arms too yes. right at the end because I love infants and, and I held her while she slept it was real cute she had to be like two or three months because that was like 
so that little. That was like so honest little. or something. And I remember Jordan, you yes. we hadn't met him yet because we were oh. sending a man to go from the tent that we did know to go talk to these new guys at yes. church. Because yes. they were like, we're single girls and we can't talk I'm, to them. Single It'll girls be inappropriate. Go talk to these two cute guys that are here. <laughs> now, seven months later, you're here. I am one. dating one. <laughs> funny how so those good. things work. It is all because of a tent, but it was funny just because funny. those things you were just saying as meeting friend tips is exactly what you did to meet me. <laughs> I'm so glad it worked. So, I was not lying. <laughs> if you're outgoing, you go find people and you talk to them. It kind of sounds aggressive when you're an introvert and you're listening to your tips, but they work because it worked on me. I didn't scare you away. No. You sat because you were too afraid to run. That's right. And it was hot. It was true. It's like true. everything you said was true. I was like, it is hot out here. Also, I don't want to sit alone. Also, I have no other options. So... Also, that is the shade. So, okay. <laughs> and then you started talking to me and I was like, I mean, she seems She seems nice. cool. <laughs> this crazy girl's all right, I guess. <laughs> Like, oh, hey, yeah, my heart's broken, too. Okay, we can talk. Yeah, let's about talk about that. heartbreak. <laughs> Ta-da, <nah. Yeah. laughs> so my tips were going to be. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Listen and, and like, look out, you know, like, like do a survey, which is funny because an introvert did this to me when we worked in Yellowstone together. She worked in the ice cream parlor next door to the kitchen that I worked in. And she randomly just came up to me one day. We've been there for like a month. She came up to me one day and she's like, I think you're the only person here that's any good. And I was like, okay (laughs) my name is allison she's like i know you have a name tag on i was like you're right okay and i was just real uncomfortable and she was just like i just think you're cool and i was like thank you okay and then she walked away and then later she like did it again like do you want to go hike like afterward with your your other friend that's here and i was like sure so we all went on a hike and then we met and then she told us like you guys both love Jesus, right? And we were like, yeah. And she's like, okay, I do too. I'm like, okay. So then later I just learned it was like two really awkward introverts making friendship. But that's what she was doing is she had surveyed all the people and been watching all the people and then just decided that I seemed cool and stable. And then she just like approached like that. like it was... So if an introvert done that to me, I don't know how I'd be their friend. I'd be like, are you crazy? You're like, weird. Um, do, I, do I talk to her and make her feel like she's welcome here? Like, I don't know. So funny. So anyway, as an introvert, I do that, though. I do, like, survey a room of people and kind of, like, who do I want to sit next to? Like, who do I, you know, and then I, like, watch people as I'm, like, when I'm sitting next to you at church, I'm watching other people and, like, reading them and figuring who out who they are yeah. without talking to them. Oh. I'll approach maybe later, maybe, yes. if I decide it's good. So <laughs> I also do that with friendships. Like, when I first went to college, like you were talking about, when you show up and you don't know anybody. Yep. That's super overwhelming to introverts. But it's because I feel like I have to watch them all, like, long enough to figure out who I want to be friends with. But there are some aggressive extroverts that came up to me and were like, let's go do something. And then I hung out with them once. And I'm like, it's not. Not my friend. I don't think this is going to be a deep friendship. You know? <laughs> we can be could be an acquaintance. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so there's a lot of that. But I feel like the deeper friendships happened the longer you were in school, you know, and the more yes. you, like, got to know people. True. There was one friend I met at the first orientation that I was still friends with when we graduated, but that's that was about it, I think. I think everybody else kind of changed. I'm not really friends with many people I went to school with in undergrad at all. Mm-hmm. That was a long time ago. We all live in different cities now, like all my friends mm-hmm. do, but there's some I still keep in touch with. Yeah. And then there's some that when I graduated, we were like, we made it all four years. And then other people, I was like, oh, I used to hang out with them some freshman year. <laughs> I anyway, I agree with what you said too about eventually you have to initiate whether you're an introvert or an extrovert. Yes. 
And you see you someone that you think, friends. <laughs> yeah, you think you could be friends with. There's a point where you have to just like invite them to coffee or just do it. It's true. It's always good to find them in places that you like to go, as in oh, church. That's a good tip. <laughs> How many church? If you like to go to the parks, if you like to do things like that, at least you'll find somebody that likes to do similar things. That's true. Hopefully. And I think that's what make more long-term relationships, too, mm-hmm. because you'll both bond over things that you like in life. Mm-hmm. So then you can do those things together and it'll like, I don't know, yes. generate more long-term relationship and activity and you're being genuine to mm-hmm. who you are. It's like you're right. doing things in life that you love doing and then you meet people who love doing the same things. Right. Instead of going to bars to meet people when you don't really like bars, you know, because right. then they're probably there because they like bars. And so then right. you're going to clash right off the bat. Right. It's true. To be yourself. Yes. Be yourself. Tip number seven. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> be friendly, introduce yourself, and be yourself. In your friendships that you've made that are still really close, that you, like, cherish the most, what quality or qualities do you feel like are most important to you? Um, humor. Mm. And then honesty. And then Take mine. vulnerability. <laughs> oh, good. Mm-hmm. I was going to get into vulnerability later, too. I agree. I feel like honesty is probably the biggest one mm-hmm. that draws me in and then keeps me in a relationship with mm-hmm. anybody, family, friends. Dating relationship, like honesty. Mm-hmm. And then funny, yeah, I love to laugh. Same. We laugh a lot. And I like quiet people too. Like I have loud friends and quiet friends and I mm-hmm. like them both, but I want to laugh. Yes. Life is too hard and heavy to not be able to laugh. Mm-hmm. Sense of humor is good. Yeah. I think having someone that's encouraging too. Oh, is good. yeah. Because you don't want, yeah, all those other things are good, but you want someone that's like, yes, keep going. Yeah. You're doing good. I agree with you. You know. Mm-hmm. I had a friend call me today with happy news, and that's what she said. She's like, I knew you were praying, and I just wanted oh, to tell you. And I was like, so good. I'm so happy you called. Oh, I love it. And then you can reciprocate. Oh, yes, that's so good. Yes, that's yes, good. Yes. Agreed. And you want to have those friends that you can share your news with, but you can also be the friend that they can share your news with. Yes. You know? I'd be like, like I just done X, Y, and Z. Oh, really? That's good. I just done X, Y, and Z. Z. You're yeah. like, no, just hush. Yeah. like <laughs> not Not lifelong friends. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and that same friend, she was calling me with news for her husband that had been really exciting that we've been praying about. And then same time I had the breakup that I was so mm-hmm, sad about mm-hmm. that I met you. I had been at her and her husband's house the night it happened. I stayed there until like twelve thirty one a.m. and they just let me lay on their sofa and cry. And they both just sat there and cuddled with me the whole time. Win win friends. <laughs> I know. And you're like have a have a friend by marriage, so you like gained another friend. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> I met him like three or four times. Like really spent time with him before they got married. Yeah. And then since then, I'm with him all the time, and I love him. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, I know. I really gained so a good, good friend in that marriage. Okay, so what about the friendships that, like, slowly faded away or maybe ended dramatically? How have you learned to deal with those in a way that is, like, beneficial to you or how you do relationships, mm-hmm. but also kind of let yourself feel that hurt and, and move on? I've not had many like that ended really badly. I mm-hmm. have had a handful that have kind of fizzled out. A lot of them that were not super close friendships, like in optometry school, there was only 40 of us. We were together all the time. So a lot of us have kind of fizzled out. Not that we're not friends. It's just we're not as close anymore just because we're not around each other. But then there's a few like from people that I was really, really close to growing up. And then as we went to undergrad, went to um, the rest of our lives past high school, we didn't really talk as much, didn't communicate as much, we didn't reach out and text or if I did or she did. One of us wouldn't respond back and it just kind of fizzled out that way. And that's happened a couple of times. And it's kind of hard at first because you're like, this is like one of my really good friends and now we don't really talk as much. And it's kind of 
um, hurtful, but at the same time, you learn to not rely on that relationship to keep Mm -hmm. you full, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And you learn that you are okay without it. Yeah. That makes sense. And you learn in future relationships, future friendships, communication is key. And that is going to help continue to build on your current relationships. I agree completely. Um, I was talking to my youth pastor's wife just about this the other day because we hadn't kept up. And so I just kind of apologized to her. And then I was like, you know, one of the things I've learned about being an adult that I didn't realize when I was younger is that you just don't have time Mm -hmm. for everything. And like you have to prioritize. And that comes to relationships too, which is so sad. And it sounds awful to say you have to prioritize your relationships. Mm -hmm. But the truth of the matter is, is we just don't have enough hours in the day to keep up Mm -hmm. close friendships with everyone. And so we kind of have to go through seasons of certain friends just kind of grow apart. And then there's those certain friendships and mentees and mentors that you really like need to keep close. Mm -hmm. And she said the same thing. She was like, that's why I haven't reached out to you in so long. She was like, we can do our family because they have a lot of kids. Mm -hmm. She's like, we can do our family. We can do our kids and we can do our church because he's a pastor. Mm -hmm. And she's like, and that's all, that's all we have the capacity for. But I'm with you. Like I haven't had any dramatic friendship ends, but there've been a lot that have fizzled out. Mm -hmm. And I'm really bad at texting if I don't see the people regularly, you know, Mm -hmm. like I'm good at texting my friends that I see all the time, Mm -hmm. but I'm really bad to not check on and keep up with the ones that I don't see very frequently. Mm -hmm. So I either have to be really intentional, like the friend in Romania, like we set up phone calls, you know, every now and then and we catch up. Or it doesn't happen. Right. I, just, I think it's part of life, which is really sad. But I'm with you is that over time I've kind of learned that, A, I can't expect them, anyone, to fully be there for me every single time I need them. Mm-hmm. Or to stay close to me always for the rest of their lives and never have any other priorities. Right. But I also can't provide that to other people either. Like, I can't let them suck the life out of me, but I can't suck the life out of them either. Right, right. And I think when you have friends like that that understand and Mm -hmm. that see it the same way, when you do talk, it's like nothing really happened. You know, it's like there's not a divide. There's not a separation. It could be two or three weeks before you talk to them and they're like, oh, yeah, blah, 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 X, Y, Z. And you just carry on and they're excited for you or um, they're praying for you or something like that. It's not like there's like a something in the way, like blocking your friendship. It's just like it just keeps going. Like when I went away from undergrad, one of my best friends growing up since I was little, we didn't get to talk all the time, but I come home and it's just like normal. The further you are away from your friends, if they're true friends, they're going to continue to be your friends. Right, right. And some relationships are just going to be easier Mm -hmm. than others and they take less time to pour into them, which sounds bad, but it's true. Um, I think the hardest one for me early on in my 20s was that so many of my friends got married. I mean, I mean like (laughs) six friends got married during college and right after. That was hard for me as a single girl because Mm -hmm. they were not prioritizing me, you know? I mean, just in the honesty of it. And it hurt because I didn't have anyone but them. And so for them to find a man and fall in love and then be planning a wedding and have all these things they would rather do than spend time with me hurt me so much. But I mean, it's like you said, to become the friend that is going to be gracious, you know, to to each other. Like Mm -hmm. you can't just want a friend that's going to be gracious with you and not be gracious back to them. And so that was something I learned over time that, they can't fill me anyway, and I have to be gracious and let them 
have a great marriage and mm-hmm. I need to be the kind of friend who's supportive of them having a great marriage. Right. And a great marriage comes with spending time with your spouse. Right. You know? Right. And Which I, means I'm not involved. Right. And so <laughs> this is true. Some of my friends who have gotten married more recently that still live locally, we'll do that too. Like if we had a planned dinner for the three of us and they got an argument or something and it wasn't in a good place, they can just text me and be like, hey, can we do dinner another night? Yeah. And I can be like, yes. <laughs> because for the good of your marriage. And I for the good you. of our friendship. I do yeah. not want to be there. <laughs> I need you guys to, like, deal with this new problem that's come up in your marriage, you know, and I want you all to succeed, and we can have dinner another time. That comes with the being secure in who God says you are and having a relationship with him be more than it does your Mm. friendships, you know? Right, and that goes on to, like, prioritizing your friendships. Mm -hmm. When you said that, I'm like, but you have to prioritize God first. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's something that we all struggle with because he is our friend mm-hmm. he is our number one friend and how many times do we feel like our world's falling apart because we can't prioritize our number one friendship oh, yeah that's good guilty mm-hmm. oh yeah guilty and get so excited about brand new news or something and mm-hmm. you go and want to tell your closest friends and your mom right. and you know and then thank god for it last like right. come back around to him exactly same thing yeah. with something that is detrimental and you're like struggling with something you go tell your best friend or your mom or your somebody else instead of praying to God Mm -hmm. right then and there. Right. (laughs) Um, Okay, so we could touch on this a little bit. We've both lived in different cities at different times. What are the pros and cons concerning friendships when you're living alone in a new place? (laughs) Or the pros and cons of making friends, I guess I should say. Knowing that you're making friendships that are healthy for you. Mm. That was probably one of the hardest things when moving to the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know anybody. And these people people from everywhere. But I think the biggest thing was, one, making sure you had quality friends. And two, making sure you didn't have friends that were going to lead you down the wrong path. Because you don't really know them. Um, oh, yeah. And then you're just trying to make friends. You're like, I don't want to be here all alone. Thankfully, I don't know how, but God gave me some really good friends to start out with. One was Erica that we just randomly met at orientation. She ended up being my roommate. And she loves God. Mm-hmm. And um, then I was walking to class the first day. I'm pretty sure it was the first day. It might have been orientation too. But I was walking beside this blonde girl, skinny little blonde <laughs> girl. And um, she's actually one of my very best friends. And oh, we actually cool. were residents at um, the VA together for a year. And um, she's about to have a baby in three weeks. And um, we're close. And then several of the girls... I met and we became closer as we started to go to um, events that were Christian-based events locally. Like, we're like, okay, well, here's something. Let's go. Mm -hmm. And that's how a lot of my friendships kind of blossomed away from home in a new city. Um, There's part of me that have loved it, trying to make friends in a new city because it's like a clean slate. (laughs) And there's other part of me that's been so overwhelmed by it. College... It was easier because there were so many people there that were new all at the same time. So everyone was trying to find friends. Um, When I went to Romania, you know, the language barrier was a real thing. And so I met that one friend right away. But I went to church with her a few times. And the people, you know, there that could speak English varied. So Mm -hmm. some of the young people were fluent and some of the young people were not. And they had Bible studies that they would just, they had some Americans coming there too. So they would either speak in Romanian and have it translated or speak in English and have it translated to Romanian, depending on the majority of who was there. So it was constantly back and forth. And then I would go to the deaf church where I didn't know the sign language, you know? Yeah. So that, that was a period that was really hard because my family was only available half of the day because the time changed. So there was a whole half of a day that I was awake that I couldn't text them because they were sleeping. (laughs) So I, being an introvert, like I don't get that lonely. So it wasn't 
bad. Like I loved that whole period, but there were certainly times when something really hilarious would happen and I had no one to tell or, you know, like, or you were just bored and you wanted to talk to someone and there was no one like, so that's definitely a con. The pro too, I think has taught me to make friends in a lot of different environments. Just be around people and be a listener. Mm even if it's not going to turn into a lifelong friendship. Right. Like people just like to have that community and just be heard. Mm-hmm. So I think that is kind of one of the pros that it's taught me. But when I lived in a city after I finished college and I was working full-time, that was the hardest one. Because when you're working full-time and then you're tired and you want to go home at the end of the day and then you go to church and everyone is adult and they already only have their own friends, like that was yeah. hard as an introvert to make friends. Because it just didn't seem like anybody needed anybody else. As my sister says, when she says I'm handing out applications for new friendships, <laughs> you know, like I felt like I was handing out applications and no one was accepting applications. Oh. They were all like, no, my capacity's full. Thanks. Like, you seem sweet. <laughs> we regretfully deny your application. <laughs> I don't have room in my life for more people. That's sad. They would like invite me to their Bible studies, but no one invited me to anything beyond that, you know? So it was just like, they were all really sweet, but I could just the tell their lives were level. full and every, they were all working full time and dating or engaged or, you know, there's just so many things. I loved all my coworkers too. That's the other thing. But then you don't want to go hang out after work or you just spend all day together. Mm-hmm. So then at the evenings, I would just, just go sit alone. Sit alone. <laughs> I would go to the library and rent DVDs. That was when I found the TV show Psych. Oh, nice. Because that's what the library had. So I would take them home and I would watch Psych. <laughs> was it it's good? It's so sad. Oh, it's a hilarious TV show. But my life was a little sad. sad. <laughs> I'm glad you were no longer sad. <laughs> I moved back home. It's good. It's all it's good. good. But that's good. Pros and cons of New City, making friends is hard stuff. Um, so what have you done in those seasons of life when you felt like you were lacking friendships? Mm-hmm. How did you cope? I, th- I think at first, well... When I was more so lacking friendship, it was not so much that I wasn't lacking friends. It was that I was not pouring into my friendships because I was so focused on a guy. Okay. And um, that caused a lot of harm in some of my friendships because I just kept pushing them away and I was focused more on him that I felt lonely. I didn't really feel like I had anybody. Mm. Um, and then after all that, I still felt like I was pretty lonely like after the breakup, but I felt like that's when I really poured into the friendships that had kind of been damaged on my part during the relationship and it's caused our friendship to really flourish and um, I've also became much more closer to God and I think that's been really key in seeing that he's supposed to be one of your good friends so I think the periods without close friends you realize how much you need God to be your friend Mm-hmm. And um, that's probably the biggest takeaway is, yes, you were, I was lonely and I was sad, but then my heart became more full yeah. in the midst of it. I guess it kind of answers that question. It does. I think every time I've had to be more still in life is when I've my heart has grown the most toward mm-hmm. the Lord. So I'm with you in that. It's like when you're deprived of people and close relationships, mm-hmm. you crave it from God, which mm-hmm. we should crave it all the time. But right. when people talk about being hungry, you're really hungry for a good meal. If you eat enough candy... It will make the hunger pains go away, right? Mm-hmm. But your body's not nourished and you're not full. Mm. You're just not hungry anymore. And I think we do that a lot with relationships. Oh, Our yeah. soul craves God, but a lot of times we'll just stave the hunger pains with subpar people. Yeah, mm-hmm. with people. But not that people are bad. They won't fill us the way God mm-hmm. can. So I think we kind of take a little tidbits of all of our little friends and our right. family and relationships so we feel okay. And then we go to sleep when we could feel great. Mm-hmm. If we filled up on the Lord first. We feel have a bellyache mm-hmm. and all the chocolate. <laughs> yes, and then you don't have a bellyache for the chocolate. 
Amen. <laughs> Who wants that? No one. No one. It also brings me back to that statement that God makes to Abraham, like right before he blessed him and turned him into a great nation, when he reminded him that God was his very great reward. Mm-hmm. I feel like we feel that way too. Like when I really want a friendship or I'm really frustrated with God, like just send me one friend. Like I've prayed that before, you right. know, like I just need one, like one person to care about me and my life and what's going on and to love me well. And then I felt like he was silent. And I feel like those looking back, those are the times when God was like, I've blessed you with people. Mm-hmm. And you I'm, you know, you're just moving and there's different seasons and you're in different places and you're not always close to those people that love you. Mm-hmm. But like at the end of the day, I'm your very great reward. Like it's not those friends and it's mm-hmm. not a husband and it's not your family. Like I've given you all those gifts and they're great gifts, but I'm your very great reward and you're losing sight of that, mm-hmm. begging me for something that's not gonna fill you up. Mm-hmm. You know, and until you really notice that, until you really feel how much God can fill you, mm-hmm. you you continually search and go to all these different avenues to try to fill your soul with the one thing that you're not going after. Mm-hmm. It's like the candy. If you never have a real meal and you're just eating candy, you keep the pain yeah. away. Go you don't even God. know what it you feels like steak. to eat a, <laughs> to have a steak dinner. Mm. That's right. Mm, good. <laughs> Steamed veggies. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Mashed potatoes. <laughs> Ooh. So what tips have you learned when it comes to building deep friendships? Going back to being vulnerable. I think that, one, you've got to give your relationship enough time to establish itself. But the only way it's going to get deeper is is if you actually open up and say things that you're struggling with or say things that you're excited about and actually have friends that are going to pour into you and help you feel encouraged and loved and God shining through them. If you're not vulnerable Mm -hmm. and open and honest with your friends, you're going to have surface level friendships. Oh yeah. Amen. Mm -hmm. I agree completely. And that's the scariest part. I feel like for all of us, because we're afraid if you're vulnerable and you open up to someone and they walk away, then you'll be rejected. I think we need to flip that. Your purpose and your identity isn't found in how they respond to your vulnerability. Mm -hmm. You know, right? like if you're full from the Lord and then you go tell another person what you're struggling with or what you're scared of or like you feel like God's put something in front of you but you're scared to take the leap because xyz and you share that with your friend and they're like that's dumb and walk away like it doesn't change who you are Mm-mm. it doesn't change your value it doesn't change what God's asked you to do it's just that person was maybe a little too immature right to handle the conversation Absolutely. with you but it we tend to take that as I can't share this because they may respond like this Mm -hmm. it's backwards and it brings it all back around to what we need from relationships which is not how we need to go into them you know right I think also we need to be transparent because a lot of times we hurt people I have done it and you've got to be honest when you feel hurt with friends that's a good one it's a lot harder I know we talked about with family I kind of just brush it off because they're not going to run away because they love me um sometimes I apologize but with friends you could really do some damage if you know you've done something wrong or said something wrong or acted very selfishly and you don't apologize. Mm. With one of my really good friends, I had done that and um, eventually I realized how dumb I had been and how selfish I had been and I apologized to her and and um, we worked it out and now we're closer than we what we were before. And wow. I think it's one of those things that if you're not vulnerable and honest and humble yourselves, mm-hmm. your friendships are going to just be ruined. Yeah. The pride has to go. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just no room for it in relationships. And it's the hardest thing because I'm an extremely prideful person. Yes, same. But 
that brings it back to me every time. Like when I'm too prideful to admit I did something wrong, I'm making the relationship about me. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm too prideful to let them win a discussion or a, where we're going to go eat for dinner. You know, when I'm just standing firm on something stupid like that mm-hmm. and being too prideful to just let them have the win, I'm sucking the life out of the, the relationship. Absolutely. And it doesn't matter what relationship it is. Like pride is just going to ruin things and it's not worth it right like it doesn't let love flow between two people just own up be humble apologize Mm -hmm. and move on yeah and i think that can go right into the next tip for close relationships is (laughs) go into it knowing that there's two imperfect people absolutely you know like you're gonna make mistakes and if you go into a friendship or a dating relationship or a relationship with your family knowing that you're gonna fail them and they're gonna fail you you'll be so much more likely to show grace Mm -hmm. and admit when you did something wrong Right. Absolutely. And I think that also goes back to looking toward God Mm -hmm. every single day. You fail him every single day, but he's still there complete and whole and perfect. Yeah. And he's not running from you. Um, So you've got to be prepared to forgive and to love like he did. Yeah. And our day-to-day relationships, those ones that we're super close with, like we just need to go into every day thinking that it may be our last with them because none of us are promised forever. Mm-hmm. So then you're so much more likely to show grace because if today's the last day you ever spoke to that friend or that family member or that person you're dating, like what would you want their last expression to be? You know, like if I were to die tomorrow, I want them to know that they're really well loved. I right. want them to know that I am super supportive of all those talents that they're afraid of sharing with people, you know, or they're mm-hmm. scared to be turned down about something or they don't want someone to see their art because they may not like it. Like, I want them to know that I'm super supportive of those things. And then I want them to know that I've forgiven them for anything. Absolutely. And when you think about life that way, you're not going to carry it around mm-hmm. of like, you did this to me and I'm so mad at you about it. Or like, yeah. I can't believe you sneezed near my arm or like, you know, whatever <laughs> the silly thing is that day. Like, <laughs> You're just not going to care if it's your last day. If you're a Christian, you're not going to hold a grudge on somebody. Mm -mm. So in the contrast, list some things not to do to cultivate a close friendship. (laughs) You probably shouldn't be prideful. Okay. (laughs) You probably shouldn't get angry about really stupid stuff. Mm, You probably shouldn't one-up your friends because Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be your friend. Guilty of that, but I wouldn't be your friend competition yes creating comparison. and cultivating competition mm-hmm. with your close friends no mm-hmm. like let you both need to succeed at yeah. whatever you're supposed to succeed at and be happy for the other person absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. and if someone is going through something you're there for them you don't be like oh get over it to them it's a big deal they wouldn't be having issues if they weren't coming to you and saying that they're struggling with something you be quiet you listen and you ask them what they need Yeah, so things not to do. Talk the whole time and make everything about you. Yes, don't do that. (laughs) Sometimes, shocking, I am a little over-talkative. But you're also a really great listener. When someone starts to talk, you stop and you, like, listen. Other things you probably shouldn't do. Go and air your friend's business to other people. Ooh, I was going to say gossip, but that one's good, too. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, like, they're coming to you in confidence. Be quiet. Yeah. Take it. Pray for them. And don't go spread rumors because that's just... You know what else can be helpful to, hurtful too that doesn't seem like it is sharing their good news. Yes. If it's their good news and they told you first because they're a close friend, don't go like ruin their joy by telling everyone else. Absolutely. Let them tell it. Absolutely. 
You know, like you can be proud of them quietly. Right. You, if someone's like, oh, I'm sorry, I went on a date with blah, 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 and it went really good. Let me go tell 10 friends. No, no don't you do don't do that. People are asking me that lately. I've just been like, I don't know, you can go ask him. <laughs> I know someone came to me when you started going on a date with someone. And I'm like, maybe. <laughs> it was like date like six or something. Maybe. <laughs> maybe they are. I don't know. Do I say yes? Is this recently? They just walked up to me like in Walmart. Like, I heard you were going out with so and so and so and so. And I was like, Did you know? <laughs> Who in the world told you that? They're like, Are you? And I was like, I mean, maybe. Yeah. They're like, Well, how's it going? I was like, mm, Good. <laughs> like, I'm just not the person to announce that stuff anyway. But I definitely, and I don't care. It's a small town, so people are going to talk. But. Right. Yeah, if you have something, you know, like if you've been trying for years to get pregnant and they tell you and they finally got pregnant, that is not your news no. to go share. And I know so many people who come up to me and tell me about their best friend's news and I'm like, should you be doing this? Right, right, right. But again, I'm the quietest person ever. So like I do want to share my news because I'm not going to tell that many people and I'm not, like I may not be ready to t- make a big deal of it yet, mm-hmm. but that's a big no-no for me. It's I like, agree. I agree. And when someone tells you something, it's so good to be just y'all and the joy mm-hmm. because it is so sweet knowing that it's just y'all that knows yeah. until they're ready to share until, or until ready. you're ready to share and I think that's I think that's just so good mm-hmm. but yeah we do we do tend to be blabbermouse it is and the gossiping that's a big one that like me and one of my close friends have kind of tried to work on this past year just because we both felt guilty about it yes so we try to stop each other mm-hmm. like as we're talking we're just like you know what let's just let that subject rest right. and move on to something else you know yes because it we yes we've been friends for 10 years and yes we've talked about a lot of things over the last 10 years but what do we want to talk about today like you can change it now you know even if you used to gossip a lot and you want to break the habit if you both sit down and talk about it like you probably can right so that's another thing I would suggest not doing it's just there's more things to talk about than other people and I think also I did have a lot of friends that were living the path I was living, like mm-hmm. doing things that I don't believe is flourishing your relationship with God. And you've got to learn how to slowly separate yourself from them and not partake in activities and language that they're doing and not cultivating new friendships that are encouraging that type of lifestyle because Mm -hmm. ultimately you want to be in community and with friendships that are going to lead you closer to God someone that's going to help you stay accountable with gossip or with your um your relationships or dating relationships with your family with your words you want friends that are going to be God honoring friends that are going to help you be accountable not not perfect but at least someone that you can help stay accountable and that they can help you stay accountable also Mm-hmm. That comes down to you deciding what direction you want to take your life in mm-hmm. and then being clear with your close friends about it. Mm-hmm. And then prioritizing, go back to, you know, we said earlier you have to prioritize your friends if that seems like a really foreign concept to you. And you're like, okay, I'm in college and we're all so close and we're all living together. And then you graduate and you realize it's hard to do a full-time job when you're not living together to stay close. What you just said is deciding what direction you want to go in life. And then being careful about who you be your closest friends and then the next circle of friends and then the next circle of friends Mm -hmm. and kind of prioritize that in a very Mm -hmm. polite way. Obviously, you don't need to tell people that you're moving them to the outer circle, but (laughs) you just spend more time with the people who are going to help you go in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because I still believe in friendships with people who are doing things you, which I think you do too. Absolutely. I was just going to say that. 
I was just talking to youth about this last week, about the word proximity. If there's something you don't want to do, you don't. it's not the direction you want to take your life. And it's kind of like a line that you don't want to cross. And I taped a line on the floor to show the youth this. But I had someone walking next to it. And I was like, if you walk back and forth right next to this line. And then I had other kids come up to them and try to yell in their ear and try to convince them to cross the line. And he just kept walking back and forth. He didn't cross it. But then eventually I told the group of people yelling in his ear to cross the line. I just told him to shove him over. And it took like two seconds for them to push him over the line, you know. And then I had this girl standing on the other side of the room. And she just stood there the whole time. (laughs) And I had everyone sit down. And then they were like, you forgot the girl over in the corner. And I was like, no. Here's my point. If you put yourself right next to the line that you don't want to cross and you stay there all the time, the chances of you getting pushed over the line by peer pressure or the chance of you just having a bad day and tripping and falling over the line Mm -hmm. is really good. It's really good chances. Mm -hmm. But if you put yourself far away from that, the chances of you tripping and falling, I was like, she would have had to trip 12 times in the right direction to fall over this line. Mm -hmm. Like she was so far from the line. So that comes a lot into friends and relationships. Absolutely. Like if you're trying to cut a bad habit, you know, like you just can't put yourself in close proximity to people who have that habit, mm-hmm. be it gossip, be it language, be it drinking, like it doesn't matter. Absolutely. So that's kind of where it comes to prioritizing friends, which I think mm-hmm. is what you were getting at. You can still be friends who are doing things you don't agree with and love them. Absolutely. And pour Jesus into them. But if you're trying to kick a habit or you're trying to redirect your life to another direction, you just can't be in close proximity yep. all the time mm-hmm. to people who are not doing those right. things. Because if you if the, you make them your close friends and that's who you're with all the time, that's what your life is going to be like too. Mm-hmm. So what is your personal struggle with friendships? I talk too much <laughs> and I'm a people pleaser. Oh, we didn't get into that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't want to say stuff that will be honest Mm. um but yeah people pleasing I feel like mine is again not reaching out sometimes it's a pride thing sometimes it's that I'm a burnout Mm -hmm. and I just can't do any more people right now and I need to be alone and sometimes it's a pride like I can't be alone I can't Mm. do all of this alone so it can be a healthy alone and it can also be very unhealthy alone but both of them kind of result in pushing people away so that tends to be my thing. And, yeah. and sometimes I do it to God, too. It's not always like, oh, me and God are fine over here. We don't need people. <laughs> um, but sometimes I push God out of it, too. Like, I don't need anybody. I can do everything on my yeah. own. And that's a that's a problem. Right. So I think that's probably my biggest mm-hmm. struggle. And it can come out, too, if a friend texts me when I'm in that place in my head mm-hmm. and they want to spend time with me or they need me or something. I can be like, oh, gosh, can you just figure do out on your own? Yes. Like, I'm, I can be bad about that. Yeah. And I love my people. I really do. Mm-hmm. But. I can also get so burnt out that I'm not a good friend mm-hmm. because I'm just wanting to do life alone. Mm-hmm. And I think also on the other end, I'm also very prideful in some of my relationships. So I put myself first and I think I that can be, too. that can be a challenge too. Yeah. I think that's a fight. I think that's something too of being single for a long time, which we both have been, is that a lot of our life has been just focused on us mm-hmm. because there hasn't been anybody else there to care for. Mm-hmm. And so then after a while you have to like really fight to set yourself and your schedule aside for someone else because you've been doing it for so long. Right, right. Our basic tips were be friendly, go out and introduce yourself to people and talk <laughs> to them first. Listen to your friends. Don't be prideful. Building God-honoring friendships. Oh, yes. Prioritizing God, our relationship with God mm-hmm. first and cultivating a good friendship with him Yeah. so that we can reflect it to our other people. Oh, That's good. for sure. That's good. good. Um, and laughing. Yes. Laughing is always good for everyone. I think a good thing to remember too, though, is that lonely seasons will happen. Like loneliness comes and goes all throughout our lives, like whether we're surrounded by people or not. 
and that doesn't need to be your end-all be-all. It doesn't mean your life is over or that it'll never get better. It just means that there's not as many people pouring into you at this point in time as there have been in other points Mm -hmm. in time, Mm -hmm. but God is still 100% for you. Absolutely. The friend that never goes away. Absolutely. I was going to say, I think he uses those times for us to draw closer to him and for Mm -hmm. us to build our friendship with him. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely what I've noticed in my life Mm -hmm. is those times when I was more like relationally lonely is when I was able to lean on God the most and he developed in me the most. Mm -hmm. So if you're struggling with friendships, no, there's a brighter light on the other side of it. We've been there. It can be hard. Making friends can be hard. Losing friends can be hard. Having them move away can be hard. But God has a plan in the way that he brings people in and out of our lives that ends up being really beautiful Mm -hmm. as you look back over your life. Mm -hmm. Because you can't have all the friends all at one time and be able to maintain them. So sometimes things need to come and go so that you have room in your life for what God may bring to you in the future. So So good. Hang in there. Keep loving your people well. (laughs) We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.